Hello, my friend, Joshua Basel here, and welcome to another episode of The Writer's Life. So what's the, what's the cause of failure in most businesses? And in fact, what's the cause of most misery in most human beings in their lives? Like this feeling of being this, you know, unsettled, fearful, frustrated, not really feeling like you're achieving or accomplishing what you want to do, having that sense of, you know, not being fulfilled about, you know, reaching your goals and your fullest potential. I had this conversation with my personal coach. So I've got a personal development coach, a gal named Marcy, and she coaches with hundreds over the years, has coached with hundreds of some of the most successful people in their various industries and in their various spaces. And she made an interesting comment to me that I've thought a lot about that I think answers this question. And I want to give you three things that you can do today to not only avoid having that pain and misery and failure in your business and failure in other areas of your life or you know, discontent or feelings of uh, being unsettled in your life, but also find ways that you can have that success and have greater joy. So I'm going to give you three specific things you can do. So here's what my coach Marcy said to me. I was talking to her. And she said, all right, so what do you want to, we were at this transition phase and she said, well, what do you want to, what do you want to work on next? What do you want to focus on next? And I said, I, I don't know. You've seen a lot of really successful people, Marcy. What, what do you feel like would be of most value to me right now in my life? And she said, well, that one's easy. She said, it's interesting that I'm a business coach and also a personal development, personal growth coach. And most people, they come to me and they want to talk about a business strategy, marketing, uh, growth inside of their financial world. And that's great. I know lots about that stuff. Happy to help. She said, but eventually what happens is we end up talking about relationships. We end up talking about what's going on in their marriage, what's going on with employees, what's going on with themselves, what's going on in their spiritual life, all those kinds of things. So I want to talk about relationships today, and I thought this would be a perfect setting for it. I'm sitting in our motorhome, and uh, last night I said to my dear wife, Margie, Margie's actually, she's right here behind the camera. You want to say hi, babe? Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah. She, it's early in the morning. We just woke up, and uh, she wasn't prepped for camera. I'm not sure I'm prepped for camera with this hot <laughs> green shirt that I've got on. I did find a comb in the back of the motorhome, and I did comb my hair. But last night, I said, hey, Margie, let's go on a hot date. It was Friday night, and I said, let's go on a hot date. She said, okay, that's great. We go on a date every Friday. And I said, we're going to do it a little different this time. We're going to take the motorhome. And so I stole her away in the motorhome. We drove down to a big piece of property that's down here out in the forest and um, park, just parked the motorhome. And it's literally just she and I for, I don't know, miles around here. And we enjoyed a nice evening together, turned the generator on. We uh, had some treats. We watched a movie. We spent some time together in the evening and just talking. We went on a hike earlier, uh, walked around the forest and uh, just had a great time and then snuggled down, opened up the windows, the cool breeze through. And we just had a great, awesome, I don't know, have you enjoyed yourself, babe? Yeah, it's been wonderful. It has been wonderful. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so we've enjoyed some wonderful, wonderful private um, 
just close-knit, intimate, fabulous time together where we just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. So uh, I thought this morning as I woke up, wow, I should talk about relationships because fun, cool, spontaneous things like this are really, really great for a relationship. Now, I want to give it some structure. Let's talk about three specific things that you can do. I don't hear talk people talk about these three things, but these have been, Margie and I talked about this this morning, about what I could share with you. And um, it, we, there's three specific things that we have done in our relationship that have made all the difference. Now, as I think about other relationships in my life, all of these, these three things apply to any relationship. So as a spouse, you know, in spousal relationships, husband and wife, um, significant others with your children, business partners. I, I think these three things, if you'll do these three things, I'll have a dynamic and positive impact on your relationship and help you to have more success. See, what happens is when you have failed relationships, you end up feeling stressed out, disconnected. Um, you feel frustrated about a lot of stuff. It's hard to focus. And it's a major, major cause of financial uh, failure and it and it brings this discontent and this lack of um, feelings of success and well-being that impacts every other aspect of your life. And so I want to give you some tools that I think will really, really help you. And I'm going to tell you a couple of stories that I think you'll find fun. So number one, the number one uh, thing can be illustrated like this. Early on in my writing career, I had the opportunity to write for a huge, uh, um, they were a communications company and they did political stuff. They did business stuff. They wanted me to write op-eds and articles and all kinds of different things. So the great big, huge communications agency. And I was really excited to write for them. And they, they came to me with this and they had served, like I had done stuff. They had a contract with Boeing. They had a contract with General Motors. They had a contract with Verizon. They had a contract with Microsoft, you know, all these major companies. And I was, I was cranking out content and copy and articles for huge, huge companies and getting, you know, deep inside of their company. And then they came to me and they said, Hey, we want to write, we want you to write for this one certain company. Now, the thing about this company is, is their major tobacco firm. And they said, and we have another client we want you to write for, and they're a major casino gambling firm. And this was a this was at a time when we were struggling financially. I was new in my writing career. I really needed this money. It would they would have paid me extra for these projects and for this, you know, working for these specific clients. And I decided that I needed to sit down and define more clearly to them what my personal values and morals were and not in a position to criticize or judge them or anybody else but to put to plant my anchor down to step my feet onto solid ground onto solid bedrock and say no this is these are my values this is what i hold dear this is what's important to me and I, and no matter how much money, no matter how much lifestyle, no matter how much benefits come, I won't move off of these values. And so I made a list of different industries and different companies that I just, I would not write for. And I gave that to them. And I was nervous that they would say, well, if you're not going to do what we say, then you're out. Instead, the opposite was true. They gave me a raise. They respected my values and it strengthened the relationship that I had with the company. 
Now, in my, and I worked for them for five years and didn't for a few years and then worked for another couple of years and had a great relationship, great success with them. We did lots of really cool stuff together that I really enjoyed and they really benefited from. So what the principle there is, is in the relationships, and this holds true for Margie and I. So the way this shows up for Margie and I is that we made the decision early on in our lives, independent of each other, that the first most important thing for us would be God. And that would be, and, and our Christian values and our perspective on those things would be more important than anything else. And so for me, as much as I love Margie, as much as I put her first in my life, I actually put God first in my life. And there's that moral foundation. So my first suggestion for you in having a strong uh, you know, relationship in every category of your life is make sure you know what your values are. What are your morals? What's your moral compass? And, and anchor yourself down on that bedrock, whatever those values are, whatever those morals are, make sure that you take time to anchor yourself down on the bedrock of that so that you have a position of power, you have a position of strength, you have a position of stability in life so that you can nurture and strengthen your other relationships. If you're always clingy, you're always needy, you're always uncertain, you're always on unstable ground, it makes it so difficult to have a great relationship because the other person feels like, it's like when I was a lifeguard, when we would go out and get the other person we had to be very very careful that the drowning person didn't drown us it happens to lifeguards all the time because they aren't using their equipment right they're not using their techniques right they're not on steady stable foundation and so they get pulled right down in with the drowning person and you can't nobody wants to be sucked down into the water and be drowned so don't do that so my first suggestion is define and anchor yourself on solid morals and values. You get to decide what those are. You get to define what those are, but do it. That will be the first thing that you get to do inside of your relationships. Second thing is, you have a fun little story. Margie and I were at a, uh, a party one time, and it was in our childbearing years, and there was we were with other people in childbearing years, and so we had a bunch of our children around. There were, you know, these couples had a bunch of their children, young children around, and this conversation ensued between this husband and wife, this couple. And the conversation was basically like this. Oh, oh, little Johnny stinks. You got to change the diaper. I'm not changing the diaper. It's not my turn. No, it's it's your turn to change the diaper. It's not my turn to change the diaper. I changed three diapers this week. It's your turn to change the diaper. Well, I changed 20 diapers this week, so it's your turn. I mean, and so back and forth and back and forth. Argue, chat, 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 chat. And in the meantime, this poor little baby is sitting there with this diaper sagging down full of brown stuff. And like, you know, the poor kid is in misery. And these parents are arguing about who gets to change the diaper. And Margie and I talked a lot about that. By the way, this particular couple ended up in a really ugly, hard divorce. And the, the relationship didn't last. It completely shattered. And we realized that one of the things that this each individual in this relationship did is they were constantly keeping score of everything. It wasn't just about the diapers. It wasn't just, it was everything in their life. You know, how many times were they making love? How many times was the diaper getting changed? Who made the food? Who took the garbage out? When did the floor get cleaned? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, on and on and on and on it went. Everything was a scorecard and every, each individual was trying to win by keeping score. 
So my second suggestion for you in strengthening relationships of every kind is stop keeping score and realize that selfless submission is the only way to win in a relationship. Now, obviously, that has to be tempered with the point number one that I gave you, where you have your values, you have your morals, and you're not changing those for not nobody, not know how, not know where, not know, no dying, you're not doing it. But outside of that structure of those morals, values, things that are infinitely and eternally important to you, you've got to be willing to submit. And my dear Margie, she is the ideal example of this. She literally, she could run huge companies. She could do anything. My wife is so talented. She literally could do anything that she wants. And yet she chooses to selflessly submit a lot of those things and put us as a family first to give her very best efforts, her very best time, her very best resources, even though sometimes it's not something she would prefer to do or like to do or want to do, but she never keeps score. She never tracks like, oh, well, I did this or I did that. She just endlessly, infinitely, selflessly gives and gives and gives. So I invite you to stop keeping score in your relationships. It's not a tit for tat. It's not a, oh, I'm going to do more or they did more or you're going to get this points or that points. Stop keeping score and recognize selfless submission is the only way to win in a relationship. Number three, the third point that I have for you is this. I'll tell you a quick story here. Um, early on in our marriage, we came across a book called um, The... Um, Christmas box. And the Christmas box is a fabulous book. It's guy by a guy named J, uh, uh, Richard Paul Evans. And Richard Paul Evans wrote this book and it became this incredible classic. It's about healing for parents who have lost children. And if you know of a parent or you yourself have lost a child, uh, this is an incredible book that just has miraculous healing powers. It's an amazing book. But he wrote another book, Richard Paul Evans wrote another book called The Christmas Box Miracle. And it was about how he wrote the book and the miracles and the circumstances surrounding his writing of this book and and how it got published and self-published and how it became an international bestseller and made him millions and millions of dollars and sparked, you know, a whole new career. It was just really an incredible thing. And it's, and the book's out of print now. We got an audio of it, The Christmas Box Miracle. And we listened to this on audio cassette, if you can remember, right? And I remember we listened to this once traveling from Montana to Utah when we lived up in Montana. And there's a certain point in this book where, so he was an advertising, uh, advertising marketing guy. Richard Paul Evans was before he became an author. And he was working these long, long hours and he would leave before his family got up and they had a little daughter and he would he would um, come home late at night after she had gone to bed. And in the middle of in the middle of running this career and doing all this stuff, one night he came in really late and he had promised his daughter he was going to read a story with her. Now, he tells a version of this real life experience in the Christmas box, but he came home and he promised his daughter that he was going to read her a story. And he came home late at night and he peeked into his daughter's room and she was laying on the bed with a book next to her waiting for um, her daddy to come home. And he stood there, 
her room was dark, light from the hallway was streaming in on her. And um, he said he heard a voice or a thought come into his mind. And it said, Richard, you are stepping over diamonds to reach for dimes. And he realized that his daughter's childhood and was fading away while he was busy, busy, busy putting his best time and effort into other places. And that's, that expression, you're stepping over diamonds to reach for dimes, has stuck with me all these years and has made a big impact on my um, focus on my family and focusing on things that are most important. And what it's allowed me to do is, to, and I haven't been perfect at it, but I've tried, and that is to try to prioritize the things that matter most in my life. And to have the balance, which sometimes means I need to make money and focus on my business. And oftentimes it means I need to do enough to make enough, but then spend more time with my children to reach for the diamonds instead of the dimes. Now, every relationship is like this and you have prioritization in different areas of your life. And so my third suggestion to you is prioritize things that matter most. Prioritize things that matter most. You know, I'm in the middle of major projects, and this is not to toot my own horn, but I'm in the middle of major projects, building out a new company, a new brand, new projects, all kinds of stuff. I certainly could have spent all evening. Uh, we, we left on our hot date, Margie and I did, at about four o'clock or so yesterday afternoon. I certainly could have worked till six or seven or eight or nine or 10. I could have gotten up this morning early instead of doing this. Well, I guess I am doing a video right here and spending a little time with you on my hot date with my wife. Um, that shows you how priority you are and how much I love you guys. So, but I, I just, um, I could spend a lot of time doing other things, but instead I prioritize what matters most. And for me, and you're going to have your own priority sets, but for me, that's my wife and my children and my business partners and you guys. So I want you to just think for a little bit in strengthening and building out your relationships. Are you prioritizing things that matter most to you? And if not, make some adjustments. So these are my three suggestions for you. Sorry to get all emotional. Um, these are my three suggestions. Number one, number one is to anchor yourself on your personal morals and values. Number two, selflessly submit so you can win in all your relationships. And number three, prioritize and make, uh, you know, emphasis on things that matter most to you. So hopefully you'll go out and do that. I've tried to do that. It's made a huge difference in my relationships. And I think it'll make a huge difference in yours. And when your relationships are good, man, it adds life, it adds feeling, it adds spark, it adds joy, it adds fulfillment, it adds pain, it adds all kinds of stuff to your life that makes your life richer and fuller and more fulfilling and more exciting and more dynamic. And it just makes for such a higher quality of life and puts you on solid foundation where you can build and grow and achieve and have greater success. So anchor on the things that matter most and let's win together. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Hello, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Writer's Life. 
I wonder if you've thought about what it would take to double your writing business in the next year. I wonder what you've thought about what systems, templates, tools, resources, and secret strategies you would need to put into place in order to literally explode your business and take your writing skills and turn it into the lifestyle of your dreams. Well, if you've thought about that, then I want to invite you to go over to copywritermarketer.com slash membership and check out the tools and the training that we've got there. This is not like an ordinary membership. Unlike other coaches and other mentors that are in the writing space, I don't just focus on writing skills. I don't just focus on marketing. I don't just focus on positive attitude or winning mentality. I look at first and foremost, what does it take to put all of that stuff together in the right sequence in the right order so that your writing skills can turn into a winning incredible lifestyle of your dreams and that's what the membership is all about i've used my experience over almost two decades of being in the writing industry and having worked with thousands of writers just like you and watch them walk through the process of taking their skills and trying to find clients and trying to create income and trying to automate their business and have real wealth and time to enjoy that wealth so they can have a great lifestyle. And I've seen what works and I've seen what doesn't work and I've curated a step-by-step -step process that starts you off and goes from A to Z through the entire process of going from having some basic writing skills to enjoying an incredible lifestyle and then moving past that and creating new visions and moving to new vistas and having even greater success. I've been through that entire road and I want to walk on that road with you and I want to show you how you can do it for yourself. So I invite you to go check out copywritermarketer.com slash membership and get access to all the training, tools, resources, and secrets that I've put together through almost two decades of being in the writing business and helping thousands of writers achieve their dreams. I want you to be next. Go check it out. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.